hope you enjoy the hell out of this show. We got some lovely stand-up comedians coming onto the stage to entertain you tonight. Hmm. We're gonna talk about dicks. Probably gonna do that. Realistically, I've seen Marcus's material. It's gonna be a little bit penis heavy. Mostly because his penis is heavy. So, getting on here in about a minute and a half, two minutes, we're going to get this show started. We're just going to put maybe one or two butts in these seats. Give it up for Luke on the keys, ladies and gentlemen. Tickling those ivories. Woo! Didn't know he had that skill set. Lord, give it to him. Wasn't that lovely, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> oh, he's still going. Uh, there isn't a hat out right now, but he'll put one out. If you want to change him, 50 cents, maybe a dollar. How much is Bart Fair? Three? Don't forget to tip up front, Mutiny Radio. Unless you already paid $10 to get in, then fucking good on you. Well done. What time is it now? Is it 8 yet? It's 8.01. It's 8.01. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, out here in San Francisco, the lovely Mutiny Radio, we now have Pam's Clubhouse. I am your host tonight. My name is Nathan Lowe. We have the ivory ones and twos musings of one Luke Newman. Motherfucking Luke Newman on the keys, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of stand-up comedians on the Diaz and they're going to show up eventually. <laughs> but for now, give it up for your first comic of the night, the talented, the just-hosted Marcus Hauer, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for him. Hell yeah, pleasure. What's up, y'all? How's it going? I'm here. Oh, the music stopped. Cool. All right. Well... Now, to be honest, dude, I was going to start filling the blues in my soul and I was going to sing a Negro spiritual and that doesn't seem appropriate. That's not appropriate with all these white people around, honestly. I don't want to make you guys feel white guilt. That's weird. I'm not going to make things weird for you guys. Uh, let's see, you guys. I, uh, I mean, I'm breaking this rule tonight, but I don't really drink, you guys. I'm not a big drinker. Uh, but like whenever I tell people that, they always assume that I had a problem with alcohol, you know, like I used to be an alcoholic or something. Uh, but that doesn't really happen with other things, you know. Oh, he's starting again. All right. So all right, you know, we're going to power through this. But yeah, like I uh, so I don't drink and not a big drinker. Uh, but like whenever I tell people that they always assume I had a problem with alcohol, like I used to be an alcoholic or something. Uh, but that doesn't really happen with other things, you know. Like, when I tell people I don't go to the gym, uh, no one assumes I was, like, really addicted to chin-ups at one point, you know? Yes, I don't drink. I, uh, I also don't smoke, you guys. I don't really smoke weed. Because for me, smoking weed is kind of like, yo, you remember how stupid you felt that one time you called your teacher mom? <laughs> well, what if you could feel that way for, like, two hours at a time, though, you know? Yeah, so I don't drink, I also don't smoke, and so whenever people find that out, they're like, okay, what do you do for fun? Like, how do you have a good time? I'm like, well, that's a very easy uh, question to answer. I don't, okay, you guys, I don't have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, for me, having fun and a good time are just like a series of words that people say that I don't really understand, you know? Like 0% APR or no student debt. I don't know what the fuck that means, all right? 
Yeah, let's see. I uh, I've been getting more cultured lately. I uh, I picked up uh, I picked up reading poetry. You know all these poets that make the illusion to how like the vagina is like a flower, you know. But uh, I don't really get it because you know like I never smelled a flower. I was like, oof, this one's pH is a little off, you know. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like when I was like going through puberty, I wasn't like deathly terrified of getting caught jerking off to edible arrangements, you know. <laughs> To be honest, I think that the only thing the vaginas and flowers really have in common are uh, whenever they're given to me, I'm just like, <gasps> for me? Oh my God, you're like the nicest. This never happens. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> but yeah, I've been getting more cultured. I, uh, I also picked up a new language. I started learning Japanese. You know, my Japanese professor was telling me like the best way to practice is by speaking to native speakers. So I was like, ooh, perfect idea. Gonna go to a sushi restaurant. Japanese people definitely live there, right? And so I went into my favorite sushi restaurant, walked in, and they said, Ohio, which is Japanese for hello. And I sit down, I make my order, and the sushi, sh uh, and then they, uh, I start speaking to the sushi chef, and he says to, uh, I said to him, uh, domo arigato o genki desu, which means, hey, how are you doing in Japanese? And then the sushi chef responded to me by going, uh, yo, dude, I'm from Berkeley, please get the fuck up out of my restaurant. And then at that point, I was just like, oh, we didn't cover any of this in my Japanese class, and quite frankly, I don't know what you're saying, sir. <laughs> and then he chased me out with a tiny katana, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, let's see, I, uh, I spend a lot of time uh, on the road and stuff doing stand-up, and uh, not too long ago, I went on like, this long drive throughout the state, right? And, like, while I was on this drive, I just kept seeing like hitchhiker after hitchhiker after hitchhiker. And then this, this realization set in for me. Uh, there's no such thing as a black hitchhiker. Because let's face it, you guys, hitchhiking is an astoundingly Caucasian activity. <laughs> Look, if you're black and a hitchhiker, ain't nobody stopping to pick you up, okay? <laughs> Look, if you're black and a hitchhiker, you're not a hitchhiker. You're just a hiker, all right? <laughs> yeah, you're stranded and need good shoes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I spend a lot of time in my car. I, uh, I love a good bumper sticker, you know, I really do. Uh, like the other day I was driving, right, and this car ahead of me had a bumper sticker that said, um, do you follow Jesus this closely, question mark? And so, obviously, I had crashed my car into him because I'm very religious, you guys. Me and Jesus, we're like this, and they will not test my gangsta, okay? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, there's a, a lot of misconceptions. It's hard being black, you know? Those are, that's new information for some of you. Uh, but it is. I, uh, you know, like, I get confused for being a bouncer a lot, you know? Like, as a black guy my size, I can't wear all black and stand near a bar, okay? <laughs> Because people will just start handing me their IDs. <laughs> and I have to say that I have stolen so many identities. Oh, my God, it's been great. <laughs> but, yeah, to combat that lately, now whenever I'm out at bars, I like to wear, like, really colorful clothing. And so now when people see me, they're like, okay, this guy isn't a bouncer, but he's definitely uh, super gay, like, so gay, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I get uh, confused for being gay a lot. That's, like, a thing that happens to me. And, like, I didn't really understand it until I talked to my gay friend. And my gay friend, he explained it by saying it's because I'm uh, gay-facing. He said I'm gay-facing. Yeah, you know how, like, some people have a voice for radio? Uh, well, apparently I've got a face for blowing dudes, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you an example of one time where I got confused for being gay, right? So I was out at this bar. I met this really cute girl. We hit it off. We started talking. We danced for a few hours. Then a couple hours passed. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to go in for a kiss. And I go in for this kiss, and she backs up, and she's like, whoa, I thought that you were gay. And I was like, well, what would make you say that? And she's like, well, you know, you dress well. You're a good dancer. You can talk about your emotions. You know, those are all like the hallmarks of a gay man. No straight man could do that, right? And uh, at that point, I was just like, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it's because we're in a gay bar, and I'm wearing a mesh crop top, but all right. <laughs> so you're going to talk more about some race stuff. Um, See, also another uh, misconception, a lot of times uh, white guys will come up to me and they'll be like, whoa, you're huge, you know, you must have uh, played football back in high school. And you know what? No, some of us are just fat, okay? <laughs> uh, but I, I did play sports back in high school, but I didn't play like the stereotypical black guy sports. I played like one of the whitest sports ever, okay? I played lacrosse uh, because I'm not sure if you guys could tell, but when they were making me in the black dude factory, they decided to get like a little experimental, you know? They just started throwing in like anime episodes and like old Kelly Clarkson CDs and shit. It got real weird. Uh, but yeah, so I did play lacrosse, but I only lasted a little while playing lacrosse because I uh, soon realized that I didn't like running or the idea of white guys chasing me with sticks, okay? <laughs> uh, let's see. I, um, I do spend a lot of time talking about race, though, because like I'm a black dude and this is the Bay Area and those are the rules or whatever, right? Uh, but I remember one time my brother and I was talking and he was like, hey, man, do you ever sometimes wish that you were a white guy? And I was just like, hell no, dude. Uh, right now, not a great time to be a white guy. But if I had a choice in the matter, I'd want to be a white woman because that shit sounds fun, you know? You know, just like getting to run around town indiscriminately touching people's dogs, you know? <laughs> you know, getting to write blog posts about cultural appropriation while still doing yoga. What? <laughs> Plus, like, I feel like white women have broken the matrix or something because, you know, like, white women have figured out a way to get all the benefits of white privilege while accepting none of the responsibilities for it, you know? Like, that's why nowadays when, like, these new-agey white girls try to, like, talk, like, complain to me about how much they hate straight white men, it's a lot like how your supervisor complains to you about your manager. It's like, why are you telling me this? Don't you know that I hate both of you, okay? <laughs> yeah, what was, did you give me the light? Is that what it is? One more minute? Okay, all right. Uh, let's see. I, uh... I, uh, I've been getting really into spiders lately. Uh, that's a new thing. I, uh, I, uh, the, the best spider that I've learned about so far is one called the Dancing White Lady. Uh, yeah, it's a, sp it's a spider out in like the middle of the desert of Africa. You know, it likes to build like homes out in the sand because it went to Coachella. And then also like here's the, the coolest thing about it. Like it also like knows how to like fight really well, like does Krav Maga kind of shit. But like the coolest thing about it is that it, the origins of its name. So the dancing white lady gets its name because it really loves Lizzo and says shit like, yeah, slay queen. Uh, <laughs> all right, I, I, I want to do one more. I want to do one more. I, uh, I do, uh, like I said, I don't drink, but I do spend a lot of time in bars. Uh, I love watching people whenever I'm in bars because I'm a massive pervert. And um, <laughs> my favorite thing to see in bars are when two women who are friends see each other for the first time in a while, and they do that, like, banshee scream thing where they're like, oh, my God, Stacey, ah! Right? Uh, but, like, that's, like, a uniquely woman thing, right? Because, like, you don't see guys doing that, you know? Like, you don't see two guys being like, yo, Tyler! Yo, Tyler, bro, Tyler! Ah! Like, you know, that's not, like, a thing that you see. That would be a weird world that we live in. All right. That's been my time, you guys. I've been Harriet Tubman. You can find me online on Instagram at Harriet Tubman. It's going to be an old black lady, but I promise it's me. All right. Good night. Give it up one more time for American hero Harriet Tubman. Cannot believe she made it all the way 
back from the dead to do that set about maybe just learning how to watch anime without the subtitles. <laughs> Is that why you're doing the Japanese? Let's get real. Yeah, two sword jokes and that, and then you mentioned anime a little bit. I, I see you, man. Dude likes tentacles and stuff. How y'all doing? <laughs> you, you enjoying yourself? Y'all having a good night? Clap it up for your comedians. So many good ones. We're all in here slinging jokes, and a lot of them are really smart. I'm fucking dumb. I'm dumb, guys. I'm a really dumb person. Like, I still count on, like, my fingers. I'm, like, 27 years old. <laughs> and after this, I'm going to go work at a bar. And if none of you have ever been a bar, Anyone ever here been a bartender? Yeah. Yes? So what it is, if you have not been one, is they're like, hey, get a little drunk and then do math. <laughs> it's like an extreme sport. I see yourself, oh man, what are all these numbers for? I don't understand. I got sent to like a Kumon Learning Center when I was a kid for it. You know what those are? <laughs> Where angry Japanese parents and their kids. I was there too. Just one little white kid in the back. It's like they teach you how to concentrate. It's like a concentration camp, like a camp where you go to concentrate better. <laughs> and they tell you that they tell you to like take Adderall and stuff like that. Anyone ever do that? ADD kids in the house? Snap or Twitch or do whatever you do. Here's a plot twist. If you're dumb, a lot of people be like, dude, Adderall makes you smarter. No, I'm just dumb, but like faster at it. <laughs> I am way faster at being dumb, man. I will beeline to the wrong choice. Fucking confident. <laughs> like I should be wearing like a Coke jacket or something, walking around like my dad's going to buy this place. You watch out. It's already what I look like. A lot of people just assume I am or was in the military. And I'm not, I can't. I w they're like, hey man, where'd you serve? Like, dude, I couldn't serve at a Denny's. <laughs> couldn't do any of that. And so I didn't even finish the campaign on Call of Duty, and that was a game. That was a game you could play. I dishonorably discharged myself. I'm like, fuck this game. <laughs> I'm going to go watch some anime with the subtitles on. Dude, that's, is it, it's either really productive or really lazy. You're like, I'm so lazy, I'm going to learn a new language so I don't have to read. <laughs> Guys, are you ready for your next comedian? Yeah. She's dope. She's awesome. You know her. You love her. Get up for Alyssa Westerlin, everybody! I need to go get laid, so I was like, fuck it. It better be me. Like, if I'm not fucking next, I'm fucking one of you. And honestly, that's not going to be great for me. Um, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I need to smoke this joint. May I have your permission, since you're not um, comedians, because they don't have rights? Um May I smoke this? Yeah? Okay, okay. Thank you. What about you, beautiful? Okay, good. There are some sex... Actually, I would fuck both of you. I would. I would. Um, and I'm allowed to, actually. My boyfriend told me I could. Um, <laughs> thank God I have a man in my life telling me I can fuck whoever I want. I'm so glad that Luke's playing piano. I need accompaniment. I'm a, a very lonely woman. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound that way. I know, just internally, on the inside. You know, I'm one of the ADD kids, but they didn't give me Adderall. Or Ritalin. They just gave me abusive partners to beat the shit out of me for five years, so I uh, learned my lesson. Stop doing what, well, I don't know why I didn't stop. Honestly, you get punched in the face a few times, you figure you stop being such a dick, right? I see it in you. I know you're out there starting fights, telling people how smart you are, you know, just getting punched in the face. There was a good reason for that, and you're still out there, and you're still doing it. And it's unbelievable, honestly, you're a brave man. And uh, I look up to you. I, uh, that's how I feel. I feel like, you know, people call me brave, and I'm like, the only thing I was brave for was keeping my mouth open after they told me to shut it. Getting punched in the face that many times, you really fucking think. Anyway, um, 
I just lost a friend recently, not like he died, just like he's a dick. And um, he, uh, he was just kind of being a dick and like I didn't do anything wrong and he wants me to apologize. I ain't fucking apologizing for standing up for myself. There's no goddamn way in hell you can't twist my arm or break my leg or fucking punch me in the face again because uh, I'm done, right? He didn't actually hit me, he just uh, hit my car which is almost the same thing. And I, I was thinking about it. I was walking away from this friendship and I was thinking, man, this guy has got some really great qualities. You know, he's so funny, he's so smart. He's, he's really been there for me, right? He's a good bodyguard, ultimately. He scares the shit out of all the other scary men, right? You want a scarier man, you want a scary man, like you wouldn't work, okay? <laughs> he's never scared anybody in his life except for maybe his mother and, um, you know, that was just because she knew what was going to happen to him. And um, <laughs> so sorry, I can't prepare you for this. But I, uh, I was thinking about all of his good qualities. And then I realized, you know, um, I know a lot of people with good qualities. Like, I dated a murderer. Um, yeah, he's in San Quentin for life because he killed my pussy. <laughs> and... <laughs> In the back, in the back. Killed my pussy and some guy named Kenny. Um, poor fucking Kenny, right? Like, oh my God, Kenny, I'm sorry. Um, what I got was good. <laughs> like, I got the good side. It was just a punch in the face. Um, but no, I've dated all these bad guys. Now, when I dated a murderer, I want you to know right now that you, I don't know, are you gay? Are you straight? Are you, are you curious? What are you doing? Yeah, you fuck men? Okay, well, you've never fucked... Oh, all of it. Good. Well, you've never fucked a gentleman. I'm so sorry, millennial. Um, but they're just not around for your time. Oh, he was? Oh, we, okay. I don't even know what your definition of that means. Um, I, it's like, seriously? He was, you know, did he open the doors? Did he buy you flowers? Did he eat your pussy before he fucked you? Every time! Every fucking time! Could you just say, bitch, eat my pussy? And then, okay, he's a gentleman, fine. <laughs> you win, you know what a gentleman is, but no, Lou is amazing, he was super smart, super funny, super all these things, everybody loved him. Babies loved this motherfucker, okay? Babies loved him, but he killed people! <laughs> he fucking killed me! Killed, murder, murder! Great guy, great guy! <laughs> Great fucking guy, honestly. If he hadn't done the killing part and the punching me in the face way too many times part, like that sex, I need everyone to know I have not had sex like that in 10 years! 10 years! The murderer dick, that's the dick you want. Don't even fuck with the crazy guys. Fuck with the guys who are successfully getting away with and getting paid for murder. The best fucking dick I've ever had! You know how upsetting that is? I had to walk away, I had to walk away. The state came in and they were like, yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, please don't take him. <laughs> like, I just like, like, I can do this, like that Tracy Chapman song, like, uh, for my lover, two weeks in the Virginia jail, for my lover. Oh, fucking A, I'd get punched in the face again for that dick. Oh, my God. Please, someone fuck me! No, I'm sorry, no, it's not, I don't actually need to get laid. I'm in a monogamous relationship, and I have a girlfriend, so I don't know how he thinks that works, but apparently women aren't people. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't be cheating if they're not people, right? Like it's not, I'm just basically diddling myself and someone else is watching. I don't know what's happening here. Um, no, it was a legit conversation. I was like, honey, I can't be monogamous. And he was like, no, you have to be monogamous. You can't sleep with other people, but you can sleep with other women. Honey, women are people. That really happened to me. My boyfriend doesn't know women are people. He's not even jealous of my insanely gorgeous girlfriend. He doesn't even consider her a threat. Do you know how infuriating that is? She is so much better looking, okay? The only thing that she doesn't have is his tiny dick and his fat wallet. That's it! That is it! That, those boobs though, those boobs, basically we could make money off of those boobs. Like I don't need the wallet. I can make those boobs into a wallet. <laughs> I will find the men to put. Anyway, I'm like, honey, can I help you out? Is that what I'm doing now? But can I just be, I mean like I'm 34, she's 23. I'm like, so I'm just your pimp now, right? Like she's curious about sex work and I'm like, have you ever done it? Cause oh God. It is work. It is so much work. I'm not a good actor and I'm not a very nice person, right? So I'm sorry, the time is up. I don't care if you came, get the fuck out of, oh, is this your hotel room? Okay, then just pay me so I can leave, you stupid fucking prick, calling yourself an engineer, an engineer. Okay, I'm sorry, uh, is that software you're engineering? Do you even fucking know what a bridge is? Okay, could you build, no, you can't even change a tire. Engineer! These fucking men. Anyway, I'm a feminist. If you haven't figured that out yet, and I'm gonna tell you, as the biggest fucking cunt feminist you've probably ever seen, because I'm a big cunt, um, very big cunt, I don't believe in feminism, it's all a lie. It's total fucking bullshit. Like, I used to tell people, I'm a feminist because when I was five years old, my dad broke a shovel in half and he wrapped it in duct tape and he dropped me in a ditch and he told me to get the big rocks out. Now that is a true story. <laughs> and I thought that made me a feminist. You know, that I could uh, use a fucking shovel I didn't need a fucking man because I had a fucking ladder, right? Thought that made me a feminist, you know? And then, and then I'm out here yelling about them, and, and then I get a flat tire two weeks ago in my Crown Victoria, my 93 Crown Vic. It's very heavy, and I have two of the wrong jacks, okay? I didn't even check. I'm such a feminist, I wasn't even fucking prepared. I can't fucking lift this fucking car up. And I'm just out on the side of the road, just like, oh God, what am I gonna do? And then this firefighter rolls up and he's fucking got this big old truck and this cute dumb dog and he gets out and he's like, oh ma'am, I'll totally change your tire. And I was like scared. I was like, oh God, I hope he doesn't make me suck his dick. Oh God, oh God, I don't wanna, I don't wanna. And then I'm standing there holding the flashlight, you know, like a good little bitch while he uh, changes my tire, right? And white, white woman, white woman. Someone else changes my tire for me and I just, and I'm looking at him and he's getting all sweaty and I haven't smelled this, like that smell, like a, a sweaty man in San Francisco, like ever, right? So my pussy's just dripping. I'm like, oh my God, he's doing something for me. This is incredible. And then I look at his face. And I'm like, God, this guy's actually fucking hot. Like, this is like a hot ass. Like, how did I get the hottest firefighter? Like, change. God, he's sweaty and he's hot. And like, maybe it doesn't even have to be rape, right? <laughs> Maybe I could just suck this guy's dick. And then, 
I'm like, oh my God, now who's the feminist? Right? <laughs> Not me. Damsel in distress, side of the road, mouth open, just begging for a dick. Not the feminist. I'm not the fucking feminist anymore. Anyway, I recently, I just learned how to suck dick. Um, I'm 34 years old. I was trying to hold out, you know, until I was like 40. I figured I'll start sucking dick when I was 40 if I have to suck dick. Otherwise, I'll just kill myself. Um, yeah, pay them money. This is, you're doing it. I just learned. Oh, we're not doing lessons or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell them one more joke and then I'll let you do your thing, Nathan, okay? Is that what I, so I'm gonna tell you why I never suck dick in the first place, okay? You wanna start with that? Okay, first of all, I need you to know a couple things. I don't wear bras. Ooh, you're welcome. Thank you, I am so fucking free. Somebody honestly should restrain me. Um, um, I don't wear bras, people think it's because I'm a feminist. It's not because of feminism. I don't wear bras because I hate eye contact. I don't shave my armpits. Uh, again, not about feminism. I don't shave my armpits because I'm busy, right? <laughs> and I'm a redhead. These stupid fucking cunts keep asking if they can see my bush. I call this the preview. <laughs> I also call it my rape deodorant. I mean deterrent. Deterrent. I'm not sure if it actually works. I just know I haven't been raped since I stopped shaving. Um, so here's the deal. I, I did wear a little bit of makeup tonight because I wanted all of you to know that I've got a little bit of time. Because right. the amount of makeup a woman is wearing is in direct proportion to how long she'll spend sucking your dick. Right. I can tell she's a light, light dick, dick sucker right over here. She, she's like me. She's like barely. If you eat my pussy first, maybe, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, and here's the deal. I mean, you know, I really, I don't suck dick, and everybody thinks that's so weird, and they're like, why? You know, why don't you suck dick? And uh, the truth is, it's, this, it's a really sad story. Hold on. Um, it's a sad story because I was born without one of my teeth and I have a bridge in my mouth. And if, you don't, if you're not white trash and you, you, know, you came with all your teeth, you don't know what a bridge is. A bridge is just a fake tooth that goes where your real tooth should be, right? So when I'm down there and they're just shoving my head on their dick, and I'm thinking like, whoa, buddy. Oh my God, I've been to rock concerts before. I swear to God, I can do this. Like, but then I'm really thinking, holy shit, if this guy breaks my bridge, that's a $4,000 blowjob. And I don't think any of you can afford that. Uh, so now I only suck rich guys' dicks. And I get a deposit. Anyway, so how, how did I start sucking dick? Uh, my boyfriend bought me a brand new Prius for my birthday. And I feel like that's a deposit and um, now I'm in there and, and I'm learning and honestly I'm grateful that he's just like you know average right it's not too big you know and he likes hands so I feel like I'm barely sucking dick but I'm doing it if he wants me to peg him I need a Tesla okay give it up for your host you guys give it up one more time for Alyssa Westerlin, ladies and gentlemen. Wasn't she lovely? Just a peach. She's got, you know what's the word? Poise. That was the word I was looking for, poise. Ladies and gentlemen, if pretty woman went a different way. <laughs> it was great. We enjoyed it. I think they're going to do that, though. They're definitely going to come out with murderer dick dildo now. 
like a special dildo you buy syncs up to your Bluetooth. Try it now, murderer dick. It was that, did, did you have to like, you'd have to start it with like, like a lawnmower. It'd have to be gas powered, right? That'd have to be, or you're just duct taping a Louisville slugger to a dryer and hitting like tumble dry or something crazy like that. <laughs> I never do like dildos, do you dildos ever? Dildos ever? Dildos ever? Yes. Do you get them through the mail? Like a spot, like a plane drops a package at your house or do you go get them at a store? Spot on Valencia, the G spot. I've been there. <laughs> I don't know. I popped into one in Oakland with a buddy of mine, never been in one before. And I always just assumed you'd just get them online. And I saw all the dildos on the wall and they were, they were like ranked <laughs> like the, like the military, <laughs> like it was like rank, like Sergeant general major, and then big jump. It went like Optimus prime, <laughs> like all kinds of extra accoutrements and stuff like that. I found out at 26, I'm a fuck, I'm a cadet. I didn't know. I could have gone my whole life without knowing it. You can't compare it watching porn because it's like me watching the NBA and be like, we're the same. <laughs> we're the same thing. We're not. We're not created equal. I was bummed too. The corporal, the one step up, was just as big, but it just had like way better posture. <laughs> like just big barrel chest was there. He meant business. <laughs> Freaked me out. But I think it was cool. I was happy at least that I made the dildo list. Like even though it was entry-level dildo, I, I thought it was cool. And then I thought about it and it's probably just for like, why girls in long distance relationships. It's like, no, it looks just like yours. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you had a really good girl voice, like a valley girl voice during your set, Marcus. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Have you, you dated a couple since you've been here? It's intense, right? The questions. What's your sign? What is it? Do you know? Astrology? Any one of the, any astro, uh, astro, the fake one. Which one is it? Astrology, right. The fake one the one that's not even real even a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah i came from georgia i came from the south they don't do that there they're just like a little bit higher a little bit higher than that star there but i came to a, i was at a party here and a girl walks up to me and she's like i'm a cancer i was like what is that like a six seven month commitment i could probably <laughs> I could probably swing that shit. That's like right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Every time a girl asks me now, I just say a different one because I know I'm going to get the same response. Who are you? Uh, Leo. Oh my God, you're such a Leo. I could tell by how you use chopsticks. <laughs> These fucking girls. I don't know. Bad judgment. I dated two snake girls in a row. Do you know what a snake girl is? Like people who think snakes are cute. These psychopaths. Have you met <laughs> none of them? Never met any of them? Do you know what a horse girl is? You know what a horse girl is. This dude's like, <laughs> always like a lot of gums for some reason. <laughs> Girl's like really stoked about Disney Plus coming out. You know, you have Disney Plus. You just don't even fuck with me. You got Disney Plus. You say it's for your girlfriend, but it's not. I'm the same way, dude. I love that little Yoda. <laughs> but snake girl, opposite of a horse girl. This girl like lost her virginity in the back of a Spencer's. <laughs> Definitely the kind of person that would come up to you at a party. Have you ever, this is a California only thing. Have you ever met like a good energy person at a party? So in like two and a half hours in, just like, you just have like a really good energy about you. Which I think is basically code for like, I've tried everybody else <laughs> at this whole party. And now my shitty personality is your problem. I'm going to throw this next name out there. And if the universe decides to take it, great. I'm not 100% positive this year. Is it exciting? Does it seem exciting for you? Give it up for your next comedian, David Stolowitz, everybody. 
I daydream a lot, so people actually tell me I'm not here. <laughs> I just happen to be named Dave. It's a coincidence, yeah. Yeah, my name's Dave. I'm book smart and street stupid. <laughs> the other comedians will never be able to compete with me, because as asses go, I'm clearly the most intelligent. Not a chance. Comedy has taught me so much about life. Did you know the two wrongs don't make a right? It takes at least six or seven, as it turns out. Um, I live on a gay horse ranch in Morgan Hill. Uh, the people are gay, not the horses. As far as I know, I, I haven't asked them. It's kind of a personal question. Uh, we've got a lot of cock on our ranch. Roosters, I mean. I mean, people too, but you know. Um, I have this beautiful little rooster, and uh, he's got the most gorgeous feathers. He's like white and brown and blue and iridescent green. He looks French to me, so I named him Jean-Pierre. <laughs> After legendary mass monster bodybuilder Jean-Pierre Fox. <laughs> He's actually Swiss, but I think they, sp they speak French there. And I don't know if it's pronounced Fox. It's probably more like Fuchs, but when you see John Pierre, you'll want to Fox too, you know? <laughs> oh, my good times, yeah. Um, John Pierre the rooster, however, can be kind of a cock because he doesn't want to just crow at sunrise. He wants to crow at sunset and in the middle of the day and all day and at midnight and at 4 fucking a.m. when I'm trying to sleep. Ugh. And I would have slaughtered him like his brother, but, you know, it was hard to catch him in my underwear at 4 a.m., so... <laughs> So I'm trying to work on another thing instead. Um, I work at a windows and doors company and um, I'm secretly beginning to get stronger. Don't tell my nerdy former self, okay? But like, if you lift windows all day, it's like a minor form of bodybuilding. I actually caught my biceps growing, you guys. What kind of a nerd am I? Who am I? What's happening to me? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's good times there. Uh, I have a coworker there named James Beaver. Yes, that's actually his name, and uh, he doesn't know yet I'm making jokes about him. I keep trying to get up the courage to tell him and be like, James, you give me the best jokes. Ah, can you go get the windows? No. Um, but yeah, um, people used to make fun of him a lot when he was a kid, as you can imagine. Uh, they gave, don't play with him. He's a beaver lover. And, you know, it's really hurt his feelings. But now that he's an adult, he's a master craftsman, a successful professional, and a master beaver lover. And those kids that made fun of him, they're pumping gas in Oregon, you guys. So it just goes to show. Um, yeah, we have good times there. Do you ever have that one coworker that's just always complaining all the time and totally obsessed with Fridays? Like, it doesn't matter if it's Thursday, Tuesday, Monday, or even Sunday. Like, why are you calling me, Dan? Well, Black Friday, dude. I don't care. But yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I like working there. I have a lot of trust lately. My boss recently told me that he got molested as a kid. Yeah, the sad thing is I think I actually knew the guy. Yeah, see, way back in the day, I had my first gay experience when I was in Boy Scouts, and uh, I was the enemy there, but people didn't notice because, like, they were too busy, scared of, like, I don't know, atheists. <laughs> like, a lot of shit was going on, and uh, a lot of my friends got molested by the scout leader. No shit, his name was actually Dr. Seuss. Another Swiss guy. Not, not that all Swiss people are pedophiles or anything, but, yeah, um... Where did that come from? That was a stupid thing to say. I'm sorry. I, I hope I didn't offend any Swiss members of the audience. I know. You're just going to stay neutral on the subject? Okay. <laughs> yeah, off the top. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Um, yeah, th this horrible stuff was going on. And it's like people were so worried about the gays and the atheists they didn't even notice, like, the predator in their midst. It's kind of ironic. But, uh, yeah, I'm from the Northwest originally. I grew up there. And uh, in Southern Oregon, I was part of a subculture called the Otherkin, 
where people deal with their problems and unemployment by imagining that they're not actually human. Like, uh, you know, you're a vampire or you're um, a dragon. You know, I don't know how a dragon soul manages to stuff into a human body, but, you know, they can condense. Dragons know magic and shit. They make it work. Um, what was weird, though, was like a lot of the people I knew who claimed to really be vampires would actually throw up at the sight of blood. They're energy vampires, okay? It's not the same. It's very different, yeah. Um, good times all around. But, uh, yeah, uh, I like hanging out in Santa Cruz a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of the homeless. <laughs> you know, what do you... I don't know how to answer the question of which side of the tracks is the wrong side when there's thousands of homeless people sleeping on both sides. You know, it's a real conundrum. I don't know why I'm thinking of it now. I had a job there for six months at this radio station, KSEO. Yes, AM radio is still a thing, it turns out. Um, it was a marketing position, and my job was to sell Rush Limbaugh's advertising window to the hippies of Monterey Bay. It didn't work out so well. I didn't make a single sale. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, my friends were involved there, and then most of them left after uh, they had a troll attack, like a really vicious one. You know, he was making personal threats and, like, stalking people on social media, and finally my friend just lost, like, I'm going to find you and fucking kill you. And that's, that's bad PR, you guys, you know. I don't know if that's one of the seven words you can't say on there. Maybe it is seven words. I don't know. I got in trouble so much because I'm used to being up here and being able to talk about how hairy my bush is. And then suddenly it's like I'm on public radio. We can't do those things anymore. Luckily, they have a five-second delay. But, uh, yes, I was warned. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like hiking. There's a mountain near my place called Mount Madonna. And, uh, you know, I, I like being alone up there because it's absolutely silent. There's no cell phone signals. You can't hear anybody. It's just like you can be at peace. Oh, you know, I think I would have become a monk if it hadn't been for the whole cocksucking thing. I have to say, very drawn to that way of life. But yeah, uh, good times all around. There <laughs> are good times. You know, I am grateful. It's weird. Like, I'm a really super angry guy. Like, right now, my face is just kind of stuck like this, like a Batman villain. And I don't want to let out the other side because you just listen to Alyssa and two angry sets in a row is just hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for the record, men are not animals either. I mean, no more or less than women, but I don't know. It, it's easy to look down on this and just dismiss us as beasts, right? But yeah, we have feelings too. I don't know. Mine may not matter. I've been told as much, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, if you guys don't know, I do a lot of software engineering for Mutiny Radio, and most of the website is my work. Thank you. Yeah. What's my specialty in programming, you ask? Back-end development. I got it going on. I love Mutiny Radio because it really is communism in a micro shell. Like, communism is great in theory, but in reality, it's a dictatorship. Pam loves to talk about the value of her work and how she needs to get paid for it. Does she want to pay anyone else? Not so much. <laughs> but there's weed, so yeah, that's a healthy way to deal with your issues. Um, I'm a marijuana addict. Most people are like, no, that's not a thing. My friend Andy Ross is a comedian in Santa Cruz. He's offering this, these really powerful edibles. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm already addict. You don't want to enable me. He's like, it's not a thing, man, okay? I'm going to get up there on stage, and I'm going to prove it to you. He gets up there and starts screaming at people to take their medicine. Then he forgets his jokes for three minutes, and uh, then he just talks about peace, love, and light, and it's not funny at all. 
So he really showed me you guys. That's not a thing. <laughs> no, I really love psychedelics, uh, but I can't do them very often. They're just like expensive, right? <laughs> there is that. I mean, there are people who will give you discounts and stuff, but there's still the travel fees. I don't know. And it's like, the annoying thing about psychedelics is like, I'll forget all the problems of my life and I'll go into that exalted state where I'm like one with everything and I forget all the bullshit. But it's like Watts said, when you get the message, you got to hang out the phone. <laughs> I can't stay there forever. I have to live like a normal human being and work 40 hours a week. Mm. <laughs> Good night, San Francisco. <laughs> that was great. Give it up one more time for David, ladies and gentlemen. Wasn't that swell? You guys take psychedelics too? San Francisco crowd doing psychedelics? Yes. General nods. No woos for psychedelics. They're just like, yeah, man, I'm one, dude. We're all the same. I'm the earth, and you're the plants, and we're stones, man. And we're stoned, man. <laughs> Do you have best fare? <laughs> Guys, my mushrooms kicked in on Muni the other day. That was a real thing that happened. Terrifying and then enlightening. Some of it, like, sometimes, like, something serendipitous will happen, you know? So I'm just... Mushrooms just happening on this bus. And then I see a guy, he's on the San Francisco Giants. True story. Yeah, San Francisco, on the Muni, just like the rest of us. Just getting where he's got to be. <laughs> Crazy backstory. This guy, just like years and years, thousands. Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours plus. Just throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. It's not fast enough, Diego. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Finally made it to college. Probably one of the first got there. Got his school paid for. Some nerd did his homework for him. <laughs> Amazing. To the league from nothing. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Just throw the ball when you want. Get paid millions of dollars. Crazy. On the bus. He didn't tell me any of this. I just inferred it. <laughs> but I knew. I knew he was on the team because he, he was such a franchise player. He got the logo tattooed right there on his face. And why else would you possibly ever do that ever unless you were dedicated to the craft? Nah, he was a cholo. <laughs> I found out getting off. I'm like, oh yeah, you're 350 pounds. Why wasn't that the first thing that I noticed? And I would have asked him, but you can't talk to face tattoo people. That's, that's a rule. That's how you get gang ganged. I read that. Read it on a box. <laughs> you guys having a good time? We've covered a lot of fun stuff. Covered a little bit. We talked about some stuff that isn't real. Reality, if you're on psychedelics. We talked about the Zodiac. Outside, they're out there talking about psychics right now. Do you know that? They're not real either, just in case you didn't know. Another one's not real, chiropractors. <laughs> not real doctors, not even a little bit. Did you guys know that? They call themselves, they're not, they're not, they're not even, at, you know how you know if your doctor's not a real doctor? Did he introduce himself as Dr. Kyle? <laughs> because real doctors, every single real doctor has a last name. He's like, when you first get to know him, they don't even tell you. Like, hey, what's up, what's your name? Oh, I'm Tracy. You find out later, like, oh yeah, you're a neurosurgeon? Chiropractor, first thing, what's up, dude? You can call me Dr. Dan. <laughs> no one ever has been like, help, my friend is bleeding from the neck. Is Dr. Dan around? Is he here? No, he's in his car listening to Nickelback. <laughs> I think the first day of chiropractic school probably went like this. Professor brings everybody in. Hey, guys, how's it going? Just line up right here. 
Um, you, could you come here real quick? Okay, yeah. So arms like this, you got it? All right, now turn around, big breath in. Cool, now you're gonna do it to me, you ready? Grab, <laughs> grab at the elbows. Grab right here at the elbows. Okay, you ready? Okay, cool, you can pick up your degree over there. <laughs> and that's it, that's all you have to do. It's a two year school, the rest of the time we're just gonna teach you how to like talk about CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> and like convince young parents that their baby's bones aren't still made out of fucking peanut butter. There was a dude in Florida, a real chiropractor, got arrested for adjusting babies. True story. That's not a joke. That's just a sad fact. Don't trust chiropractors, guys. <laughs> Nothing happened to me. Don't worry about it. Guys, are you having a good time? Are you enjoying yourselves? Yeah? Are you ready for the hilarity to continue? Yes? Your next comedian is going to give it to you. She's going to give it to you in spades. Your next comedian coming up to the stage, the very, very funny Shannon Hunt. Give it up. Oh, no. The very funny Shannon Hunt was too funny to be here. She had a better show, I guess, on the list. I don't know. Let's find out. This is good for live radio, right? Hey, guys, are either of you dudes Shannon Hunt? No? Both beards, I should have figured. I don't know, it's San Francisco. I don't know what Shannon's look like anymore. <laughs> Let's get real, I have no idea. I'm a video, like my other, one of my other gigs, bartend, yes, comedy, yes, also video editor, producer. Taught people how to stretch for a long time. Dumb job, very dumb job. That's how I know so much about CrossFit and I'm wearing these silly shoes. <laughs> but when I uh, was searching for a new one, this girl called me, one of my old roommates, and she was like, hey, I heard you're a video producer for hire. And I just stoked for a job. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, what is it? Well, my buddy's a plastic surgeon, and he needs someone to film the surgeries. I was like, okay, yeah, gross, but money's money. San Francisco. Beats sucking dick. Maybe. I don't know. Weird surgery. I, she, I say, okay, send her my information out in the universe. Five minutes later, she goes, oh, by the way, it's gender reassignment surgeries? Is that something you'd be comfortable with? And I was, I mean, I had to ask myself, like, is you're getting broke and you're like, this does, yeah, need it. Also sounds a lot like a would you rather that I would have phrased to myself <laughs> in like the eighth grade. <laughs> like, would you rather only take me into this month or videotape this dude getting his or her dick cut just right off? <laughs> in detail and then edit it later much more detail you're gonna have to really get in there and type stuff out and learn the names and stuff and how to say them in reverse I don't know how they work I don't know how the surgery is <laughs> but it's like I don't know I love trans people a lot of trans friends there's some great comics that are trans in the community I also love puppies you guys love puppies I don't want to film them getting their dicks cut off either <laughs> not even a little bit I love puppies why would I want yeah just find me later yeah, but I'm not there. He just looks at me like a dick for the rest of my life. Like, you did this to me, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Warhol's here either. Is he? Have you seen Warhol? There's nobody back there. Wait, there you are. Hey, have you seen Warhol wandering around? No? <sighs> so, how many of you guys are in here for uh, Marcus's set? Were you guys here for that? No? You were here for, that's money. It's not the list or my phone. This is going really well, guys. My phone's fucking not even on me. It's somewhere way over there. Don't even worry. You know what? We're going, we're going past it. Let's talk about some other stuff. You guys read the news? Yes? Fantastic. That's what this joke is. 
<laughs> Do you know who Larry King is? Yeah. yeah, like Larry King Live, that guy. He's 78 years old this year. Made it all the way to 78. Just had his seventh divorce. Right? 78. Still just knocking him out. Into multiple, like a sheik. Just to live his life. Seventh divorce. Can you imagine? 78. And you're just like, I could do better. <laughs> one foot in the grave. Another one just squarely on a banana peel. He's like, give me double Ds. We got this, guys. Let's go. <laughs> no one cut his dick off. The circulation on the suspenders, too tight. Too tight. That dude was always rocking half-mast. That's why he could get the story. <laughs> Before Larry King walked into a room, his dick walked into a room. We all know that about Larry King. But you can you imagine, like, 78, opening your dating profile? Hopefully. <laughs> like, with a sparkle in his eye, like, yes, this is it. My hobbies include breathing. <laughs> I really like well-carpeted stairwells. I... <laughs> I don't know what you like. Fiber, big fan of fiber, love that. Put it every, all the time. Cheerios for breakfast. That's a real thing. You can look that up. I like suspenders that don't cut into my gross old paper mache skin. I don't know what he's into. I should, I should, but I think the problem with him on Tinder, though, I think the odds of him actually ghosting you in real life, like he'd die and, and he'd be a real ghost. <laughs> ghost different. He's not not calling you back, he's haunting you from beyond the grave. <laughs> to talk about, I don't know, deficit something. Beautiful. Is she already on? She's ready. Guys, we have a, a very special treat coming for you guys. Are you ready for it? Two minutes. Are you ready for it? <laughs> okay, we can talk about it. You guys smoked some weed, right? I came from the South. I was just kind of Anne Franking my weed habit for years and years and years, just hiding it in like table legs and stuff like that. <laughs> what? She was a good hider. She was really good at it. She never never caught well one time. They caught her one time. But other than that, stellar track record. <laughs> stellar. And some people get a little weird about that. No, it's like a black guy big dick compliment. No one's turning that compliment down ever in the history of ever is a black guy being like, that's actually a misconception, you know? <laughs> I did track in college. I saw some black dicks that made me concerned for their health. I was just like, dude, how are you not passing out every time you get mildly excited? You're circulating gallons of blood every, t every time. Anyway, your next comic that's going to be here, she's calling in for one very specific reason that she might tell you about. She, uh, she doesn't leave her house. That's it. She's just like, outside, no thanks. Not a fan, but she's actually fucking hilarious. I've had the pleasure of listening to her a couple times. Are you ready for her? Is Shannon on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, how are you? I'm giving it up. It's your stage in three, two. Give it up for Shannon, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't hear anything. This is the weirdest set I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I have eight minutes to tell you guys a little bit about me, um, a little bit about myself. Um, <clears throat> I'm so old that I. I uh, I lost my virginity to Alanis Morissette's album Jagged Little Pill the week that it came out. Um, yeah, I just thought you ought to know. Uh, speaking of the 90s, do you think that Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails called his boner a resurrection? Or Lil' Kim... Uh, calls her vag little clam. 
What about uh, Tori Amos? Do you think that uh, she calls her butthole little Tori Anus? I do. Uh, that's what I call mine. <laughs> so I actually have to go get a mammogram at the end of this month because my uh, gynecologist informed me that my boobs were lumpy and bumpy. And in fact, uh, with her heavily uh, accented Minnesotan voice, she informed me, oh boy, your boobies are lumpy and bumpy. That's my Minnesota accent. Uh, And it really freaked me out because I was like, how the fuck does she know what I named them? And you can't see me right now, but I'm cradling Lefty Lumpy over here. Uh, I've uh, I've actually um, been knocked up a total of three times. So we all know what that means, right? I am horrible at keeping appointments. I cannot keep them. Uh, I'm actually, <clears throat> I'm married and... Um, I've been married for coming up on 10 years now, uh, 10 years in November. Uh, but I actually, I hate being married. I cannot stand it. Um, don't get me wrong. I love my husband. My husband's great. He is really tall guy. He has red hair. I've actually had a thing for redheads ever since I saw that movie, um, with that cute little redhead child's play. That one, you know, Chucky, super, super hot. Uh, (laughs) But I hate being married because it's turned me into something that I never thought that I would ever be, uh, which is a nag. But I do believe that if you've been with your significant other as long as I have and you are not a nag, then you don't love them enough to want to change every little thing about them every little thing. Um, My husband and I have uh, actually been talking about death a lot lately, and the subject of what we want to do with our remains has come up. And me being the Libra that I am, I cannot make a decision if I want to be buried or if I want to be cremated. But I think I finally decided... And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and do both. So, like, cut my body in half at the waist. And then my top half can be uh, buried so that I can have an open casket funeral and people can say their goodbyes. I can finally get my hair and makeup done by a professional. Uh, I might get some good headshots out of it. And... My lower half, I want to be cremated and turned into a bio-urn. And if you don't know what a bio-urn is, it's when they take your ashes and they put it in like a pod and then they put a tree in the pod and then your um, your ashes nourish the roots and then they plant the tree and the tree grows and then you get to live on forever in the tree. But I don't want to be just any tree. I want to be a fruit tree so that people can pick the fruit and eat it and have a Shannon box lunch. So what I'm saying is 
that uh, <laughs> my uh, my little clam and my Tori anus are going to get eaten long after I'm dead. Um, I don't know. It could be like 100 years. I think apple trees live for 100 years. So I'll get way more action in death than I ever did in life. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to leave you with this last one. It's a little bit of a story. Um, it's a story about how I... Uh, I moved to New York when I was 19 to make it big, and I ended up in Albany, which is, like, pretty far away from the city, and I uh, I got this really amazing job at an insurance agency, and I thought it was hot shit. Like, I was making good money. I had really good benefits. I got to dress business casual, uh, but about two weeks into the job, I went into the break room to have lunch and there was this woman who was standing there and she was telling the story to about 15 or 20 other people. And it was about how she was at a baseball game and there was this gentleman who was sitting in front of her and he was eating a hot dog. And all of a sudden he stood up and he grabbed his throat and no one around knew what to do. So this woman went up behind him and proceeded to perform the, and I quote, Heineken remover on this gentleman. And not a single person corrected her. Like people were applauding. They were patting her on the back. They were calling her a hero. And it was in that moment that I knew that I wasn't hot shit uh, because I was working with a bunch of fucking idiots. And honestly, I was probably one of them at the time. Uh, but I did quit that job a couple weeks later. But to this day, whenever I see someone super inebriated at a bar, I loudly shout that I need to perform the Heineken remover on them. And then I steal their drink and I drink it because I'm a fucking hero. All right. I'm Shannon Hunt. Thank you very much. Guys, give it up one more time for Shannon. Wasn't that dope? I knew I wasn't crazy. I was like, is Shannon here? She's not. Oh, yeah, that's the point. It's the point of the whole thing. That was a great set, though, right? Yeah, yeah was it interesting to know, guys, that even after death, they want you to eat them out. You have to do that. You might just like, oh, well, gross, but you have to do it. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> this is, oh, radio people, I'm actually eating a piece of bread. This isn't like a mime, like a gross mime thing. Mmm, exactly. Enjoy that, creeps. There's ASMR people and it's like, yeah, that's the stuff. I've been waiting for someone to smack like they've been eating bread. <laughs> this is actually our payment. This is the payment that Pam, the owner, gives us. It's pot bread. It's very good. It's like cinnamony today. She comes up with a different one every week, and sometimes it varies in intensity. It's like sometimes it's chocolate, and it's like, this is a weed thumbtack, and you just stick it in your neck. <laughs> and here's five of them, and drive home safe. <laughs> it gets a little aggressive. You guys still enjoying yourselves? You having a good time? Yeah? So, after this, I'm going to be headed to the very illustrious Ireland's 32s. Has anyone here ever been to Ireland's 32? Warhol Kaufman, myself, and Jack Ferguson are turning that place into a little damn comedy club. One unasked for show at a time. <laughs> so, we could be there working. The man that is coming to the stage right now is known throughout San Francisco for his epic and legendary final thoughts for the mic. Are you guys ready for it? Are you prepared? Yeah. You prepared to have your mind blown? Are you, fed, are you ready to feel a little guilty? 
You specifically. This is going to be, this is all at you. This is all about you. Okay, guys, give it up for the one, the only Warhol Kaufman. Um, I was listening to George Michael the other day, Careless Whisper, and I had this realization, can take it with you, hope it's useful. If you're ever not sure what a song is about, it's always about anal. <laughs> always. Actually, wham is the sound George Michael makes when he fucks you in the ass. It's true. Uh, you know, I think it's a shame that Ray Charles never got to see the movie they made about his life. He would have loved it. I think if, if he had lived. He would have really enjoyed listening to it. Um, I think I'm ready to forget the Alamo <laughs> and focus on remembering 9-11 full time. <laughs> I'm ready. Actually, I want to get a small terrier and keep it indoors and name it 9-11. 9-11 was an inside dog. Hey man, do you know why you take a hoe to the hospital? She's having a medical emergency. She needs she needs to see a doctor, man. What are you a monster? Take her to the hospital. Jesus Christ. Um so the other day I I thought I saw a Thought I saw a dwarf on a tricycle, but I'm not sure. Like, it could have been a little person on a tiny bike. I don't know what I saw. I was walking, I was walking past this club, and it had a sign that said, um, Club Forgery. I was like, how do I know? This is the real club forgery. <laughs> I didn't go in, I didn't trust it. You know, Donald Trump is so racist, he saw a black man in the Oval Office and thought, anyone can do this. <laughs> and America's so racist that Trump was right. I think it's ironic that Trump's son is barren and we all wish his mother was. People be like, Trump is racist, and he's orange. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, about Jeff Bezos, you know, like he's so rich. Like, if, like if he wanted, he could pay a hundred million people a thousand dollars each, you know. He could pay like a million people a hundred thousand dollars if he wanted. If he wanted, he could pay me a hundred million dollars. Like Jeff Bezos is so rich, he could, if he wanted to, pay his workers a fair wage. 
that's how rich he is. I went to the mall. I went to Costco. The main difference between Costco and a refugee camp is the savings. There's more savings. I went to Five Guys. Five Guys does not give a fuck about your peanut allergy. But back in the day, the doctor wouldn't sit you down and say, your son has a peanut allergy. He would just say, your son is dead. Would you like a peanut? They're delicious. I'm homeless. Used to be home more. I was trying to figure out if I'm too big to fail. Turns out I'm not. I'm not too big to fail. I'm the right size to fail. I'm actually perfect failure size. Failure is a size medium. If you want to try it on. I just realized I should stop calling my brother a motherfucker. I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukake fetish. You can't do that on television. I used to live in West Oakland. They found a human head in the recycling plant two blocks from my house, which is messed up because that's compostable. So I saw this church the other day. It was called St. Kevin's. I got curious. I was like, I wonder what Kevin's been up to, you know? So I looked it up, and apparently St. Kevin is most famous because this woman tried to seduce him. So he drowned her, and they built him a church. He baptized her to death. And I feel like the Virgin Mary was in on it, you know? Like I saw her her statue in the courtyard and she looked really smug, you know? She looked like she knew something. <laughs> I heard ODB used to take a limo into the hood to pick up his welfare check. And then he would get out and pass out $100 bills to the kids on the sidewalk which sounds pretty cool, but they were mostly his kids, so like it's not, (laughs) it's not that cool. I was reading about the most famous spies of all time, the most, not the most successful, (laughs) the most famous spies. I read about this guy named Klaus Fuchs That guy fucks, man. When I was a kid, I used to watch Frasier's theme song. You know, it ends with tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And as a kid, I was always like, I know what a tossed salad is. What the hell is scrambled eggs? What the fuck? Someone explain. I decided it was cunnilingus. People say Negroes can't swim. 
But my great uncle went swimming all the time before he drowned. <laughs> they could not get him out of the river. Actually, Negroes can't swim is the first part of the sign on the whites only pool. Negroes can't swim in this pool. <laughs> Go drown in the river. If you believe we've been to the moon, then you accept that we only let white men on the moon. So that's on you now. <laughs> that's your bad now. So I'm walking through the mall and this young white teenager makes eye contact with me and under his breath he goes, my nigger. Yeah, a Denzel fan. <laughs> exactly. Make some noise if you're racist. Black actors never get to play Nazis. <laughs> it's racism. It's weird being black in America. Like, we don't get invited to auctions anymore. <laughs> Used to get all the invites. I like white people because white people know everything except how racist they are. The good thing about white supremacists is at least they're white. You guys, I heard something so crazy. Do you want to know? I'll tell you, it's so crazy. I just found out. This is true. Apparently, from a legal standpoint, if you kill two people, Nancy Pelosi is president. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, give it up one more time for Warhol Kaufman! One of my favorite people in the Bay Area. You know what, guys? Sometimes people are like that, too. <laughs> There's all sorts of folks. You've met a bunch of them tonight. Later, dude, I'll see you later at Ireland's. It's fantastic. All sorts of different people. You guys are this one. We talked about Disney Plus earlier. My sister's one of those people. Did like all the... And people was like, what was it? Who said that men aren't animals? Was that you in the back? Men, yeah, no, we are, dude. The whole <laughs> we are. That's how I know because my sister was watching all these stories about princesses like achieving their genes, and I was in the woods just beating the shit out of my friends with sticks. And they would do it back. It wasn't like I was a bully. It was like <laughs> we were just like, "This is it. It's war, and we're nine. <laughs> and you go build that base with your sticks, and we're gonna come. With, we're gonna hit you with those sticks. <laughs> Got to be home by seven. <laughs> <laughs> it was dumb stuff, but then she became a Disney person. Kind of one that goes to Disneyland with their girlfriends twice a year. No children, just girls. Just going like, yeah, no, Minnie Mouse still. At 32, she's a singer. She's an in-life singer. Not like a singer, like professionally. She's, it's Tuesday, just whenever. Like singing in life. Have you met these people? And I only sing when I'm like borderline suicidal. Just walking around my house, my life's going nowhere. 26, I just jerked off into a toilet. <laughs> Y'all never done that shit? I live with three girls, I have to do that shit. It's where the walls are the thickest. <laughs> and it's where all the products are. It's like 75, 80 products in there. Three girls? My dick smells like an acai bowl. You got no idea. Shit's tremendous. 
I smell like rose water, dude. Did you even know that that was a thing that roses did? They made their own water, man. I smell like that. Smell delightful. But it is kind of like living with like three long-haired dogs. <laughs> just the pipes? What am I having? Cleaning pipe every three weeks? Are you just shoving like handfuls of your hair down the pipes? I didn't mean that to feel like I was attacking you. I'm just a little stressed out about my pipes. <laughs> it's weird living with them though. When I first moved in, who here has female roommates? Female roommates? You have one at least. How many more do you have back at home? Just her. So everything's your choice. All the de decorating, you got nothing. You got nothing. You got the bathroom. And that's where you go. When I first moved in, the girls were having like a, like a war for vibes. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like an adorable little turf war. <laughs> I walked out of my house every day for like seven days. Everything in the entire apartment was completely different. And they look at me like, which one do you like better? Which one is it? What do you think? How do you feel about this room? How does this couch make you feel? I'm like, I don't know, take a lap. I don't know. <laughs> I have dumb guy brain. I was hitting kids with sticks. I wasn't, I'm not, I'm Switzerland, baby. I'm not. It was weird, though. I was trying to clean once, and I found a swastika in my house. That's the appropriate response. She went. Yeah, nothing more terrifying than a found swastika where you live. I was moving a plant, and there was this tapestry behind it, and right in the middle of this big swastika, and I went, oh, no. Because <laughs> uh, it was just three girls, this nice little hippie girl. I found out later that like Buddhists also did that for like a really like way longer, like way way before. It was actually the other way around. It was flipped. But look at me, I'm not allowed to know stuff about swastikas, not even a little bit. I can't know anything. I thought I was living with like a really nice hippie Nazi <laughs> for like six months. Shit was bananas. Did you guys enjoy yourselves tonight? Yeah. Did you have a good time? Had a great. Did you have a great time? Good. That's it. <laughs> Guys, thanks for coming out. If you were tuning in over the airways, we appreciate this shit out of you. Make sure that you tune in. We do shows all week, every week. Some days we take off, but when we're on, we're on, baby. Give it up for the man behind on the ones and twos. He was a comedian for you. He was moving levers and making us have a podcast. Yeah? You good? No claps for you. You did a shit job, man. I offered it up. I solved, I served it up. Softball served it. Guys, you've been great. Have a lovely, lovely evening, and we'll see you next time. for great you know my impressions go by pretty fast you might want to stop and catch up to them right that's yeah, the first people are like why didn't he do an impression of matthew broderick himself totally well he did but he did it from uh, glory i thought of it. What? <laughs> was he in the movie glory yes I he was yeah yeah so he picks like the most serious film 
Oh, that would be my joke. Where's Michael? Where's Michael? What? What? Did you say what? I said, get fucking Fredo out of the room. (laughs) What's that, Dad? You want me to protect you? It was Michael. Oh, right. Here we go. Tom says. It was Michael who shot. Who killed Salazzo, according to the... Salazzo. You don't think the FBI bugged this room? No, no, no. No, I never wanted to have this life. No, get out of here with this Michael shit. All right, everybody out of here. All right, yeah. You saw the, the Godfather wave. But the, little boy Fredo wants to be near daddy. The, yeah, oh, Fredo. Oh, he didn't ask for his Fredo. God, Sonny has Fredo not fucked up. Fredo, I haven't seen Fredo fuck a woman in the bathroom for like an hour now. I'm really worried. No more advice about patching me up. Dad had what's his name and look what I got. Right, we can't do war. War is costly. We can't do business. Wartime consigliere. He's such a hothead, Sonny. (laughs) Look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Look, Mom made a little meatballs. (laughs) Why'd you say Why are you talking about business at the table? Your father never did. So they're talking business in their corridor, and their corridor has this lush brown-like look to it. Yeah, right here he's talking about, oh, using the N-word at the dinner table. Again, another irony, because it's a family dinner, and it's a perfect family. There's uh, Talia and her wife-beating husband. Why don't you call her Connie? You never call her Connie. Oh, Connie, sorry. (laughs) Connie Carlo Fredo. Uh Uh-huh. Tom. Tom, Mrs. Tom? No, no, wait. Know. All right, so let's see. There's Mama, there's Mama Godfather, there's Godmother, yeah. and then there's Sonny's on the other side of the table. And then, oh, all right. Oh, this scene comes later. I thought when he told everyone to get out. See, look, so there, check out the fruit, there's the fruit basket, and there's oranges mm. in the fruit basket. So there's two orange references so far in Godfather 1. There are very strange scenes in all three movies Interesting. pertaining to oranges. Let's talk about Godfather 3. There's a bowl of oranges in the Atlantic City boardroom. Too much citrus, man. Right. Here we are in beautiful Italy, and I'm t- still talking. Listen, in Godfather Part 3, there was a bowl of oranges on the table in Atlantic City where they shoot everybody down. You know we're in Italy because we got these hats. Look, yeah, right. These are our Italy hats. This is shot in Burbank. Yeah. Oh, some kind of crazy noise outside. It's a moose, a dangerasso. <laughs> to enemanes, noito your hirito. He's all about let me, let me come home. Now, this movie was a hugely popular movie, and it has subtitles in it, which is nice. So he says, does he say to Corione? How do you pronounce the town, Corione? Is it Corion? You pronounce it like the senator at the beginning of John Godfather, too. Oh, Senator Godfather. I have to be here with Michael 
Corleone. Right, Corleone or something like that. And then, when, then when that senator talks business, he's like, Mr. Corleone, Senor Corleone. Corleone. Oh, I'll do business with you, but I don't like your kind. I think he calls him Michael Calzone. <laughs> Pizone. Well, every guy really gets his, you know. Uh, I remember she, she was really laughing. She was laughing. I remember she was yeah. laughing. Yeah, we're laughing now, Senator. And he probably did pay the money personally. Okay, so now they go to his old home. Okay. And that's how you know that they are in Corleone. So this is the same plaza from the second movie when they when they, they let the Vito escape, when they try to get him out of there. That's that's the scene. No, Vito escapes in... A, a, a donkey, right? Yeah, but that was like his front yard. Uh so this is, I shouldn't talk because I don't exactly remember. So there's still American GIs here in Italy in 1949, 48? Take me to... Um, well, we, we didn't leave Europe. What? No, Especially Germany. All right. Now, look, he sees her, doesn't talk to her, doesn't go on a date with her, nothing. He just sees her. Oh... I like you. <laughs> that is love at first sight. Yeah. But the thing is, she's a dummy. Wednesday, Wednesday, a Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. You know what I mean? Well, Apollonia, look, is that her name? They're only out there because today is Prince Spaghetti Day. Ah, uh, Prince Spaghetti Day? Oh, never mind. I remember Prince Spaghetti Day. I don't think anybody else does. Okay, now, do they know that's dad? I don't think that they do. Oh, so that's the dad, the, the girl yeah. they like. Oh, right, so he's like, yeah, we saw this hot piece of ass. Oh, I like hot pieces of ass. Yeah, she was great. She has a mole right here. It's her birthmark. Oh, wait a minute. See, look, right now, he doesn't know a thing about Apollonia, and he's going to ask the father to marry he doesn't know a thing about her. It's really stupid. But but that's not the emphasis of the scene. The scene is that the father doesn't realize that Michael Corioni is Michael Corioni, right? Uh, he gets told it. But yes, he doesn't remember. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah. What a great cocksucking mouth, dude. You should have seen this guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's a my that's a my daughter. <laughs> more Greek than more Italian. More Greek than Italian. Do I know her? And you can just tell it's a dad. <laughs> it's so obvious it's the dad at this point. Yeah. See. Now they're yelling, right? Yeah. This is me at Tierney's. Let's go. Don't pay. Yeah, so he hasn't even talked to the woman. Look, he must be so horny. Look, he just shot a cop, a New York City cop, when he was in Italy. This would make a good teen sex comedy. You shoot a New York City cop, and you have to go to Italy to hide, and you tell the dad you want to fuck his daughter.
a lot of people would pay a lot of money for that information. Yeah, that's the thing too. Michael makes waves, and that's the reason why everyone gets hurt here. You mean when the car blows up? Yeah, like if anything hiding out what John Cryer taught me is that when you're in witness relocation, <laughs> when you're hiding out, you don't go around saying you're Michael Corioni and I want to marry your daughter. No, but look, the guy right there translating right now, Yeah, he's the one who does it. He's the one who plants the bomb. Oh, the one who tells the, the father that people pay a lot of money for this information. He would know. It doesn't he matter would, that, that, that uh, it doesn't matter he told him this. It, it, it doesn't stir up the pot, and then there's the explosion. You're listening to Muni Radio. Uh, we're going to keep going uh, here on the 10 o'clock hour. At 1 a.m. for Carl, 1 a.m. <laughs> Living large. So are you turning off SNL right now? <laughs> I, I, um, I, I slept. Because I'm an old man, I slept for this podcast, so it's my morning. I did, so how long did you sleep this afternoon? Eight hours, seven hours. So you woke up at like 6 p.m.? No, I... Oh, maybe your time. I woke up at my 10 o'clock for this 11 o'clock podcast. Wow, so you just woke up. Did you take a shower before our show? (laughs) I did not. Do you have a a hot cup of joe by your side? I did. Not right now, but yes, I did wake up and have coffee. (laughs) Well, I have a can of... Is that an Edsel? You see the front? Yeah, boy, look at that escargot. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm now waiter. it's the wedding. Oh, yeah. Right, so he marries her. So this must at least be a week later, right? <laughs> and the thing is, in uh, look, he's still bruised from the right. police captain. In, um, uh, when he goes back, in, in Godfather 3, Kay is, like, cool with this wife. She was very beautiful. I mean... Yeah, that's true. I would be pissed. Yeah. Like, you're my squeeze. You go to Italy. You just marry this other girl. The hell with me. Yeah. When she dies, you come back and say, okay, how about you? This is very bad character. There's no turning back. If you do this, listen, I mean, I'm no uh, advice counselor, but a relationship guidance counselor or what have you. But if you... uh, You're not. If you go leave the country and marry someone else and only come back after your wife gets killed, you're a bad man. You shouldn't be fucking... This uh, wedding is uh, catered by Kurt Cameron. It's just a bunch of Subway sandwiches. I think this is later. Are they already married? No, I guess they're not. I don't look like they, they did it yet. I'm going to stick it in, he says. Oh, so beautiful. They get to walk around. This is what I mean. Like, he really loves her. And then yeah, he loses her. Date. He loses her. And then he's like, oh, I'll just settle with Kay. Yeah, I might as well. I'll just. Worst comes After the worst. All this time. I'll have uh, Ray or whatever his name is close the door on her. That guy that closes the door on Kate at the end of the movie, he's all over Godfather Part Two. Oh, I don't remember his face. He'll uh, show up. He'll show it? up in the movie. Uh, okay, then I do. Is it he the one who um, is in front of Congress and goes, "Come on, you know, Senator, push a button on a guy." Yeah, right, right, right. 
It is that guy? Yeah. Uh, so we're, meanwhile, we're back in New York City. Oh, Sonny banged another one. Is it a different one? Yeah. No, it's the same. It's the same girl? I think so. So maybe Andy Garcia was conceived today in this scene. Yeah, we don't know. We always think of it as the wedding because that was the prominent thing. Yeah. But we didn't realize that we'd seen him get banged up twice. <laughs> I don't remember this what we're seeing right now him walking out of, I don't remember that is something oh. going to happen or? he was my role model growing up are you kidding I want all my friends to be hanging in the hallway while I go bag a girl oh hide the face oh yeah what's the matter Talia the face Connie Connie oh I deserved it I left the toilet seat down it's not his fault <laughs> I was walking in the hall and I tripped and he was doing that black power fist and I just happened to fall. All right, I'm going to I'm going to ignore everything he just said. Uh <laughs> Sonny's so funny. Here he is. He's doing this smooth thing. What's the matter with you? What am I going to do? I'm going to make that baby an orphan before he's born. Give me a break. Hey, yeah. come on. Yeah, come I'm on. Gonna beat the crap out of him. There he is. I'm going to teach you about recycling. Look at that cool outfit. That. He's a pretty badass guy. Uh, yeah, this must be uh, New York because there's an open fire hydrant and kids playing underneath it. No, but those kids are white. All right, here we go. Oh, he just fucking throws the him in there. Boom. This is such a great scene. Ow. Oh, Come on, riff oh, on he this. Missed him. Yeah, he does. He's, well, he misses halfway through. The point is, there's a bunch of shirtless boys in this scene. And water's Everybody going get on. Back. Get back. Get back. Look at the fire hydrant. <laughs> he's biting <laughs> Yeah, he won't let go of the pole. The fence. Hit him in the head with the shoe. See, he is George Bush. Ow. Oh, the garbage can. Poor Oscar the Grouch. Uh, oh, yeah. And this Oscar. is how... Yeah, he went homeless after this scene. Right, go. He walks out. crawls towards the hydrant. Look at those shoes, man. Yeah, their outfits must be wrecked by now. Both of them. No, that's good getting uh, knocked unconscious underneath the fire hydrant, open fire, because the blood, it'll wash off the blood, off the... <laughs> Save a step. Yeah. You helped the city out. All right, they're getting married in Italy. See, Do you think it's Roman Catholic? It's the irony of this whole mafia family. They're family. This guy beats up his wife. His brother-in-law beats him up. And his other brother-in-law is marrying a girl without, anyone, without his girlfriend knowing. Who he hardly knows. What's to know? She's like the tallest girl around. <coughs> Actually, she's the same height as Michael. She, she must be the shortest girl around. Throwing rice. Hey, Don Tomasino. Don Tomasino. So is this Here, the guy that got... Let me roll this for you. Yeah. Let me roll your wheelchair for you. The wheels of your roll uh, wheelchair. 
many years to come, Don Tomasino, though you do not know it now, you will have a rascal. There's no photographers in, in this wedding. Is that weird? There's like no record That's of it. That's true, yeah. Well, I mean, in Godfather 3, they show the photo. <clears throat> oh, they show a photo of the wedding? They Yes, they show photos of the wedding, and they're obviously Godfather movie stills. And Kay, like, learns about her. He shows stills from the first movie? He's like, hey, I got the first movie on my phone. Check it out. <laughs> and Kay's it's cool it's with it. It's in 77? Michael loses his soul in this movie, right? And he loses it in the, definitely in the second one. And the third one, he tries, yeah, well, to, he tries to find movie, redemption. In a movie, it's supposed to be that the main character starts one way, and he wants a goal, and he goes for it. But he doesn't get it. He gets something bigger and better. And his character changes. Like the movie, you know, he goes through a journey, and he changes character. That did not happen in Godfather 2. He was this cold-hearted son bitch, and then by the end of the end of Godfather Two, he's killed his brother, and you know he's a cold-hearted son of a bitch. I, I mean, I I did love Godfather Two. How can you not? But it breaks movie rules like crazy. Now they're gonna do it. If I would rate the Godfather movies, I would rate it Godfather Part Three. Freshman, uh, and then <laughs> Godfather one and two tied for third place. Uh, here we go. Shirts off. Bingo. Don't talk. I did not know you had a mole. <laughs> I love you, Robert De Niro. Uh, I'm actually Al Pacino. Oh shit. Oh. I did not marry Robert De Niro. That's my Italian. It sounds Russian now. It's my dad. So this fucking... I love this scene. Kate, great to have you here. Now get out of here. We have all these mafiosos hanging around. We can't have you here. We're yeah. a little busy. I just want to know where my boyfriend is. Listen, he's fine. He married this girl in Italy. Did yeah, you not get an right. invite? You'll be fine with it on the third movie. Tom's cold. He won't even take a letter from Kay. Yeah, I know. That was like... If I, I think he says, if I accept this from you, it's admitting that I know where he is. Well, before she leaves, she takes a stick and she writes, hi, Mike, in the driveway, on the gravel. <laughs> that's the only way to... <laughs> yeah, the only way to get a message to Michael. So that's uh, Connie, and she's pregnant. Uh, one of his uh, that never goes anywhere. That never we never meet Connie's <coughs> kid. Well, I I think when he beat her up, he didn't realize he was a terrible person. And now that she gets a call from one of his whores, uh, she realized yes. it. Yes, your whore called. She can't make it tonight. 
Van Van Gogh. That was so degrading. Being Van, I'll Van Van Gogh you. That's terrifying to say that. Again, this is the whole wedding in the beginning of the scene. She's breaking mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. the dowry. She's breaking this, the plates that they probably got from the wedding. That's a great scene. Toss that salad. No, that's not how you toss a salad. <laughs> this is the worst magic act I've ever seen. Now, it's supposed to be that he beats her up to lure Sonny you know, so that the bad guys get to shoot Sonny, right? On the causeway. Well, I don't know but, if he is, is, you're saying this was pre-planned. Like, I just think the bad well, guys realize that he's going this way. See, the thing is, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's supposed to be pre-planned, and that's why Carlo gets killed. But so, if it's pre-planned, then, I mean, this thing seems like the girlfriend happens to call. and then Right. She, I mean, it's happenstance, you know? I think like they know that Sonny is a hothead and that Sonny kicked the shit out of him and that they're going to use that. So I think this is the opportunity they have. Oh, this scene. He beats her up and you can see the, the fighting in the mirror. Oh, there you go. Youch. <coughs> oh, there's the mom. The, the godmother. So the mother gives the phone to Sonny, and Sonny goes and gets killed. So the mother basically kills his, her daughter. His the son. mother killed Sonny? Yeah, because she hands the phone to him. Where are you? Where are you? you just wait there. And the wife's like, it's another whore. And get killed. The wife's looking at him like, you gotta go fuck another whore? <laughs> Look, I gotta get my dick wet. I'll be right back. <laughs> It's the stress gonna, is killing me. It's killing me. It's good. So, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Tom Hagen? Tom Hagen? What is it? Hey, uh, Hagen. It's German. Hagen. Hagen. Party girl. Okay, oh, here comes Hagen. the causeway. Yeah, now look, they only had two billboards up at this fucking crossway. So this isn't like Long Island with a stupid toll booth? Well, whatever we're looking at here, it's long gone. I I just... Yeah, there's no such thing as these uh, fare booths, toll booths. Thank you, sir. Be right back. So do you think the bad guys called, had a girl call, and then he used that as an excuse to fight, and then they know somebody was going to come? That's what I thought. That's why Carlo gets killed, but... Man. Must keep walking. In the director's cut, he takes a lot of meth before he gets to the toll booth, so that's why he's, <laughs> he's on Angel Dust. Dance. Classic ragdoll violence. That is a lot of ketchup. Now, why do they kick them in the end? They're really mean people. Maybe in case the bullets didn't work. Yeah, why do you kick a corpse? (laughs) It's one thing to kick a guy who's semi-unconscious, am I right? But an actual dead person? 
415-550-0511. Give a call. Let us know. Is it okay to kick a corpse? Is it the same as just kicking a guy who's unconscious? Of course it is. <laughs> what are you thinking? Damn it. No, uh, the freeway's line. The line's too long. The guy went to the toll and he's like cut out. He's so, just on his way upstairs to tell Godfather about Sonny. Oh, so he knows. That's why he's... But he has to have his drink first. It's an apple juice box. Slurping a straw. The phone's ringing. Cars are coming to and from the house. My mother, my wife is hysterical crying. Why don't you tell your Godfather what everybody else seems to know? I was just coming upstairs to tell you. But you had to have a drink first. Well, you've had your drink. Marald and Brenda was like, I just, someone woke me up from the trailer. I just thought I would come here and see what's going on. They just wheeled my gurney here. And action. <laughs> so do you think um, Matthew Broderick has a Marlon Brando impression? <laughs> no. He does Johnny Carson. He does older stars, and it's a problem for him. Hey, we were talking to him about, like, who should I do? Who's current? And I, we were saying, well, Kevin Hart? Depp. Who'd you say? <laughs> Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. I would say... Um, he's easy to do, and he's in movies today. The kid from uh, High School Musical, Zac Efron. I would do a Zac Efron impression. Anyway, do you, Carl, 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 do you like impressions? I, Carl, do you like impressions? Who here likes impressions? Anyone like your impressions here? <laughs> I guess I do. Well, I, I, I have an impression for you. Here's my impression of professional impressionist Matthew Broderick. Okay. Uh, do an impression of Marlon Brando. Okay, good. All right, hang on a sec. Let me wait till he starts speaking again. This war stops now. Thank you very much. I was quoting the line from the movie. I'm going to do an impression okay. of... Uh, okay, ready? Yeah. Here we go. This is my impression of crying, Marlon Brown. He's calling the Undertaker now. He wants him to use all of his powers. Right. He's in pretty good health if he's walking up the stairs on his own. There he is. I this, believe in America. This, uh, yeah, there he is from the first movie. He shows up, what, two hours later? Two hours in into the, the movie. He, this is yeah. literally like two minutes and two, uh, into, two hours into this movie. Here, look at those toes. Naked toes. Just some Jimmy Conn toes. I'll do my impression now. All right. Of uh, Marlon Brando doing Godfather. All right. Okay. There you go. Oh, you do the other guy too, huh? 
I'm doing both guys. All right. Here, can I join in? I'm going to do my impression of both guys as well. Oh, okay. Okay. And all the skills. I don't want his mother to see him as... Cover that blanket. I, I deal with dead people and yeesh. Do you ever, like, uh, when they lift the blanket up to show you the body, you go, yeesh, put the blanket down. Look at him, he's sad. Terrible. I want you to use all my powers. By the way, this is, he was just quoting uh, Superman too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, Superman 2 is just quoting lines from Godfather 1. They were really confident, Carl, that this movie would be a hit. When it came out, they called it Godfather Part 1. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> Same thing with World War One. They're like, this war to end all wars is going to fail. <laughs> oh, I can see a sequel. Well, we should set up, it's the war that ends all war, but we need to set up a sequel. So call it World War One just in case. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. There's some movies that like, you know, the sequel to this movie is, is a terrific film. It definitely is not usual for a sequel to be as good as the original. Uh, right. But when movies, unexpected movies get, become popular and a sequel comes, suddenly the second part is like John Wick Chapter 2. It's like, oh, it's a fucking book all of a sudden? Yeah. I'm watching a serial? Or like, my favorite is when they use the word another. Another 48 hours, another stakeout. Mm-hmm. But usually the, when they do the parts, it's like, oh, the hangover part two. I mean, it's like... They're gonna go get another hangover, basically. You know, like uh, it's this. It changes the dynamic of the original. Yeah, the the title of the thing was "Bad News from America." So usually, like, uh, I know Sonny just died, but if a movie says part two, what they're saying is that. Not only is there a sequel, but this is a fucking franchise. We got, you know, two more Matrix following. We got two more Back to the Futures. You know what I mean? Like it's saying there's another one after this. Like a third one will come. Well, I yeah. think that's really true for today. I don't think it was true in history. Well, today they, they don't say the number two. Like, I mean, John Wick Chapter 2 is maybe an exception, but they'll say, like, uh-huh. it's Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. You know, it's a winter soldier. Now, this is the, um, this is the scene of blowing up Apollonia. So we actually see the guy. Oh, yeah. Where is Apollonia? She's there by Tony with the explosives. She'll make a good American wife? I don't think so, okay? Well, because well, she's such a bad driver is what he's saying. She's such a bad lady driver that she'd be <laughs> great for America. Now, the guy who's doing the translating, he is leaving, see? Where are you going? I used to put a bomb in your car. Huh? What? Huh? I'm learning now. Wow, that was a big explosion. So, of course, that was meant for Michael. 
and it uh, got her instead. Now this is New York. You see American flag. How did it ever get so far? Now it's introducing all the families, right? It's funny how they can be like head of mafia gang, head of mafia extras. Now you see this guy. I thought his name was Philip Tatalia, but I is that Tatalia? And at the head of the table is Barzini, or do you know? Mike, are you there? Oh, Carl. Yeah, hi, Carl. I'm, I'm here. Sorry about that. What were you doing? You could tell me. Oh, I, I, uh, no, I, I had to sound down for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, two hours into this, you figured that out. Uh, yeah, so there was, uh, I was to the Osmond family, uh, the Wayne family. <laughs> the That's the joke family. I was saying. I didn't realize the sound was down. Oh, you were? That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. That it was, was good. It's all timing. It's funnier when I say it and then have the mic down and then bring it up that the mic was down and then say the joke That's after the good. fact. Ask me what's the secret to comedy. Carl, what's the secret to comedy? Timing. <laughs> Carl, that's, say timing when I ask it. you the question, what's the secret of timing? Okay. What's the secret that's of timing? That's not my joke. Timing! That's not my joke. Hey. It's, uh, that's Carol Burnett. Yeah, it's Carol Burnett. Steve Martin used to do one of those, too. I just had somebody smile at me from the. I have uh, the curtains are open. Uh huh. Did they wink? Yeah, the guy gave me a thumbs up. I'm afraid. How did it ever get this far? Listen, we really need to hear the audio for the. All right. Okay. About his other son, Michael. I mean, it's not like gambling. Uh... Liquor, even women. Oh, women. Yeah. That's the thing, like gambling, liquor, and even women. Those are the nice vices. Even the best departments. Like fucking trafficking uh, women. Yeah. Uh, making you blind from fucking booze, hooch, and gambling. And I believe that now. Harmless vices, which most people think they want nowadays. But this heroin. Oh, yeah. Tell me, you want the volume up again? Surely he can charge a fee for such a service. After all, <clears throat> we are not communists. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, You don't... No, you the, when he stands up, that's when we should hear the audio. All right. That, fair enough. I'll do that. Yeah, we're not communists. <laughs> that's where I'm at here. All right, here we go. How do I know... The years oh, I paid my people extra. So no, not this guy. Okay. I would keep it in the dark, people. They're animals anyway. I know, it's so remarkable. Like, you, <laughs> you like, kind of going, all right, we're going to be rooting for the bad guys, the anti-heroes, and they do have some morals, and then they're like, well, we'll give it to the blacks. It's like, fuck you, assholes. I was <laughs> yeah. rooting for you until then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it sold to schools. I don't want it near children. Yeah. Because I'm nice. What is this, opening a dispensary? That's what they're like now. They're like, we don't want you to open a dispensary because there's a school there. There's a big fight, Carl, here in San Francisco. Uh, a neighborhood is trying to block any dispensaries opening in, in their neighborhood in the outer sunset. 
That is terrible. Well, yeah, you're going to have to go to the inner sunset, I guess, to, to get your weed. Don Corleone will share the judges that he keeps in Look, his orange. Pocket. There's a fucking orange right there. Carl, there's a lot of Again. oranges in this movie. Again. You don't remember the, the famous orange scene in this movie. Can you think of a scene in this movie with, with oranges? I, I don't care. I thought it was a sandstrip. It's a citrus. <laughs> That's actually... What if I ever refused an accommodation? All right, see. If you'd speak of justice... I think I'm a little headache again. Listen. My youngest son was forced to leave this country. That's where I'm at right now. He's standing up. This All right, here we go. All right. All right. I have to make arrangements to bring him back here safely. Is this what you want? Clear of all these yeah. false charges. All right. Clear of these false charges. <laughs> he totally did it. That's Trump right there. Some unlucky accident should befall him if he should get shot in the head by a police officer. Struck by a vault of lightning. He should hang himself in his jail cell. Or if he's struck by a bolt of lightning, then I'm going to blame some of the people in this room. <laughs> Especially you, Thor. And that I, do not that <laughs> that I do not forgive. I'm looking at you, Zeus, when it comes to getting struck by lightning. <laughs> that is but some godfather. Having this said that, I swear on the lives of my grandchildren. So the movie's called The Godfather, and this is actually the one of the few scenes where The Godfather speaks. Like, he's actually doing something in this scene. He's telling the families there's going to be peace, you know? Look at that. Isn't that nice? All right, so what they do is that they say, uh, everything's nice. We're going to stop the war. We're not going to the mattresses anymore. Everything's good. And then Godfather dies, and then Michael says, fuck it, we're going to kill them all, right? Well, no. I mean, you're skipping a middle part in which everyone's like, okay, the Corleones are out. We're going to, we're going to betray, uh, we're going to break the peace. We're going to, Michael got the jump on it. It was Barzini all along. I didn't know it till this day it was Barzini all along. He could tell from the right. meeting. Because Barzini was texting, I totally did it. And uh, the, <laughs> the Godfather saw it, overlooked it. Look at this unregulated school, uh, playground. There's yeah. no foamy ground. That jungle gym is clearly metal. Kid could get hurt. This is showing you, look, Kay is a good person. She'll be a great mom. <laughs> it's just showing you, Mike is such a cold bastard that he would look at Kay while kids are in the middle of the fucking street. Michael. Kay. Kids Kay. are like, car's coming. How My long have you been back? My wife is dead, so I... He's lying, right? Or did he, is he saying the truth? What? what? He says, About what? I, I, how long have you been back? It says about a year. So he's admitting that after she blew up, he came back and hung out a year and then, and then approached and her? And then never even called her? Or is he saying that year takes is the year that he fucked this, married this other girl? I guess he, he's been saying he's been back for about a year. And 
He's an evil man, Carl. He's wearing all black. He has a fucking black hat right now, yeah, talking to Kay. Right. He's changed. Senators don't have men killed. Come on, Kay. Hey. Who's being naive now? Yeah, well, that's John McCain right there. Lindsey Graham. Those guys, they kill a lot of people. They go to, like, uh, meet the press. And then on Sunday at 10 a.m., they, they fucking call up their hitman. They're like, I didn't like that guy I spoke to. Kill him. <laughs> Push a button on him. Most senators uh, make the hit right after doing the Sunday news show. So, like, 10 a.m., they're, like, calling. That's when the hit happens. They can they have their alibi. What? I was on Meet the Press. <laughs> I was on Face the Nation. National, yeah, it was National Yeah. I was on uh, State of the Union with Jake Tapper. Well, you, the morning in question. Watch the tape. I can't watch the tape. It's Fox News Network. (laughs) Yeah, George Stephanopoulos. You saw the tape. I did see the tape. It was George Stephanopoulos. I can't sit through through it. You just reminded me of the Sesame Street... uh, George Oh, that's what they call them? Carl, rate the uh, Sunday news shows for me, would you? You can include 60 uh, Minutes in there if you want. Okay, the Sunday news shows, number one used to be McLaughlin Group, then he died. Oh, that was on Sunday on PBS? Does, does PBS have their own Sunday morning talk show? No, no, no. Uh, McLaughlin Group was on CBS for years. Uh, oh, okay. It used to be on NBC, and then they were like, your ratings suck. And then, so, they switched to CBS. Hey, look at the fish. Oh, those fish but are anyway, great. But anyway, he died. He died. I used to watch every single Sunday. Carl, or I, I would go on YouTube and check it out. You know, I've been to your house uh, uh, when we hung out years ago, and uh, you had... What, uh, it was last year. Oh, it was last year, right. Last yeah. year. Uh-huh. How right. old do you think I am? All right, well, forget it. Here's here's the rig. I would say Fox News, Sun, uh, Fox News Sunday is my favorite. Okay. I'll, oh, this is what I'll do. I'll, watch, I'll listen to... I'll get the podcast of all the ones, and I'll listen to CNN, say the union first, then I'll okay. listen to NBC... And then by that point, the Fox one is up. I'll listen to Fox third. And then I'll listen to uh, George Sneffloff. usually like up fourth, but I don't mind if I listen to him up ahead. But CBS Face the Nation, that's the last one. I can't listen to that one. And that's like one of the most popular ones. Uh-huh. And I used to listen to 60 Minutes, but fuck 60 Minutes. That stuff's a drag. <clears throat> All right. I got to admit to you, Mike, ever since... Trump's become the president. Right. And we're missing a movie right now. I just am not interested to watch anymore because it's just silly, 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 silly. It's just dumb, you know? He tweets and he <coughs> right. reacts and he sneezed in Putin's salad and it's just like it's dumb, you know? He's, can I, can I mention, uh, Carl, uh, real quick? So we're back at uh, the Godfather's office, right? It's the same yes, office from the wedding. You. And it's also the, oh, that guy, that guy on the couch. That's the guy who, uh, what, not Carlo? Tom. Yeah, Carlo. He's the one who closes the door on K, right? No, Carlo is the... Who shoots Freddy on the boat? Fredo, I mean. Um, we don't see who shoots him. But he goes on a fishing boat with somebody. 
yeah, you're I, right. Um, but I don't know if it's this guy, but that guy on the couch right there is standing up. He's in the third yeah, one, no, too. That is, no, that oh, no, that's is Carlo. not. That's yeah, that's Carlo. Carlo. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Now, this is when it's like, okay, I'm going to be semi-retired and Michael's going to take over. And Tom Hagen's thinking in his head, the fuck is Michael take over? I'm always here with you. Right. You're out, Tom. Well, this is what like Trump does, too. They'll say, like, it's best for you to, like, not be part of this. Recuse yourself. You should recuse I yourself from this. Michael. Michael. Maybe I could help. No, this is real smart. It's just interesting that, like, you see this office and you see the godfather at work, and then you see Sonny in the office, and Sonny's a fucking mess, and the office looks terrible. And then Michael's in the office, and he's got his father.